time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Hey, happy Friday, St. Louis. It's Hancock and Kelly. We'll take you all the way to 11 o'clock. We're going to join Chris Ranji uh, at 10 o'clock for the show. We'll be back with the Dave Glover Show. You can always see us Sunday mornings on Fox 2 at 8.30 for the Hancock and Kelly Show, the TV show on Fox 2 here in St. Louis. Good morning, John Hancock. I'm aggravated. Why is that? Well, I get this text message. It It comes about once a week. Okay. And it says, hey, John. Hey, buddy. That's what it says. Uh-huh. I'm buying residences in your neighborhood. Would you like to part ways with them? And they got my address there. Really? Uh, How do I you can, get your phone I number? can handle the pre-sale expenses, Justine. Really? I don't know Justine. Never met her. Uh-huh. She's got my name. She's got my address. She's got my cell phone number. And she wants to buy my house. Well, I just got a text message that said to me yeah. uh, that my Amazon account had been hacked well, into. Well, no, you don't, don't touch that. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know where people are getting all of our phone numbers. Now, isn't it interesting? Aggravated. You know, we have Social Security numbers that we use what with uh, with uh, banks Everything. and taxes, etc. No, I would argue to you that our phone number is becoming everything. I, I walk into a coffee shop now. What's your phone number? Uh, you walk into a, here, what's your phone number? Because they want to pull up your information. Our phones have also been become a, bar, a part of our identity. They have, and, you know, it's uh, it's a little unnerving when you call up for a, I don't know, a pizza. Right. And they give them your phone number. Oh, Mr. And they Hancock. Say, oh, will you be having the blah, blah, blah with the blah, 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 blah <laughs> yeah. on it? Yeah, that's what I'm going to have. No, I'm going to change it up this week. Yeah. That's what I do. you gotta, you well, got to keep people on their toes out there. Both of us are dealing uh, with some issues. My uh, automobile, that'd be myself, yeah. uh, is dealing with allergies, I think, for the first time in my life. Well, and the you, out there. who may be one of the worst drivers I've ever met, yeah, uh, is dealing with some car issues. Yeah, you know, I can't figure this out, Michael. So my car... Mm-hmm. It's fine. Yeah. But every time I fill up with gas, without fail, and only when I fill up with gas, I go and I hit the start button there. Uh Uh-huh. And it does something like... Whoa. Sounds like my allergies this morning. Every other time when I hit the start button, it goes... Right. But when I fill up with gas, it's... What do you think's the problem? I don't know. That sounds weird. Like, it sounds like the engine's not getting enough. 436-7900, uh, 1-800-925-1120. I, uh, I have no idea. Yeah, and, and you will uh, do that if somebody's going to call in a diagnose and they want to hear the sounds again, you'll play them again for them? Well, it's, it, it's, it's simply, and, and this is a pretty accurate representation. It's a <laughs> like that. So uh, be serious for a second on your uh, allergies. You've had them in the past? Oh, yeah. And you've taken a medicine? You take the, uh, what you call them? What? what? The Zyrtec. Zyrtec? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's over the counter. I don't, don't want to go to a doctor and no, get prescribed to, no, for uh-huh. something. No, you can, you can because this is strange. It's just in my head. I feel fine. Yesterday, you and I spent a little time playing snooker. We did. What's the matter? Your allergies starting back did, did, there? What, did the caller uh, suggest anything there, Drew? No, he dropped. Uh, I, so they, well, nobody wants to help me. That's This is the other problem. I yeah. mean, I'm perfectly lovable, and uh, most of the time. 
And uh, but here, nobody's calling four three six seven nine hundred to tell me what's wrong with my car. So he's John Hancock. If you call in after we uh, come back from traffic, we'll, well hear what your diagnosis call, of the car right is. Now. Hold on, we're going to hold on the traffic. Well, here oh, we're going to hold off on traffic. Yeah, uh, here we go because this is important to me. And then we will come back as we always do after this next segment, and we'll talk about politics, what's politics. going on in the world, what's going on in Jefferson City. Yes. But uh, most importantly, we've got to get a diagnosis for what was wrong with your... Well, how old is that car? Like 12 years old? No, gosh, no, it's not that old. It's only, uh, you know, a few years old. Do we have somebody, Drew? Yeah. Uh, do you want to go to Brian? I Brian! Want, I want to go to Brian. Brian, Hello, Brian. welcome to KMOX. How are we doing? Well, that's up to you, Brian. Uh, what's wrong with my car? I think it could be in your EVAP system. So my who? All cars have an evaporative emission system, uh-huh. and... When you fill up with fuel, yeah. there's an opportunity for some of that fuel to not burn immediately on startup, and it kind of chokes your car out. Yeah, yeah. So it could be something with the EVAP system. Is your car under warranty? Uh, no, I, no. How, how do you how do you fix an EVAP system? And is that expensive? expensive is it? that? No, I mean it's not too bad. I mean it's you know a couple thousand bucks for a guy <laughs> like you is nothing. <laughs> a couple thousand dollars. You ought to see him when the bill comes for a twelve dollar lunch. <laughs> You guys have a good one. All right, Brian, Brian. you're the best. We appreciate you very much. Let's get a check on those roads. Well, we're going to talk to Mark here. Are we? Yeah, Mark is calling. All right. Hello, Mark. Welcome to KMOX. Morning. I'm just curious. Do you by chance drive a Ford? I don't. Okay. I used to to drive a a Ford. Okay, yeah, because Ford, that's a very common thing with Fords. They won't admit that it's a problem, but Hmm. it's a problem with Fords, and so I'm just kind of curious. All right. Well, yeah. Mark, we appreciate you calling in. Have yourself a great sure. weekend. And you know what? You too. Give that man a cigar. Well, okay. Right there. All right. There well, it don't is. do it around the EVAP system. And you may want to have a, a combustion give that issue. Man an overhead door company of St. Louis Traffic Center report from the wonderfully talented and gifted Captain Roger Brand. All right, well, we can we can do that, guys. And by the way, uh, just a little thing for the for the sinus stuff. You know, my doctor recommended to me because I had a bad sinus infection a few months back, Flonase, and that's an over the counter thing. I, okay, I was I was doing I was doing the Zyrtec D, and it wasn't and it wasn't doing anything. I mean, I, I was taking he, it for almost two weeks. Is there anything Roger Brand can't do? He can tell me how to get around St. Louis. He can tell me how to fix my head. He could probably fix my evac system. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can well, get on uh, on that thing. My car is 21 years old and it runs like a top, so I'm wow. happy. Uh, hey I've got, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I t- I'm going to be driving it to Florida next month, so I'm, you know, it's still a, a trustworthy uh, steed, that's for sure. And all the other folks and their trustworthy cars out on the highways, come. Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference on News Radio 1120, KMOX. You know, we, uh, over the 15 or so years that we've been friends, we've kind of uh, been inseparable in the sense that people will contact me about your issues. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about stuff on, and they'll say, hey, you need to call Hancock and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I already spent enough time with this guy. <laughs> well, I just got a text message yeah. from my friend Trisha Schicker. You know, Schicker Automotive yeah, down there yeah, off yeah. of, um, yeah. in South St. Louis. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, she says it is 100%. Uh, tell Hancock it's his EVAP. Evap. Yeah, so there you go. A couple well, thousand dollars, nothing for a guy well, like you. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm suggesting sure, she says it'll I'm cost sure that much. I'm sure Trisha knows well. I'm sure our caller knew well, but there's but nobody. who would know more? There is nobody mm-hmm. who knows more. In fact, the man, the man diagnosed my sway bar issue over the phone. How did that get fixed? Did uh, it go well? I haven't done it. Oh, uh, but okay. Greg Damon, our automotive expert, is with us. Greg, welcome back to the airwaves here at KMOX. 
Thanks, guys. Uh, how are you guys this morning? Fine. I'll be better once I get my car fixed. Do you need to hear the sounds again of what the car's making? Well, you know, it is one of my favorite things to do is have the people make the sound. All right, John. All right, so only when I fill up with gas, Greg. It's, okay. Uh, I hit the start button, and it's... <laughs> I'm sorry, how was that again? Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> and uh, so... Every other time, so, like I walk, I'll walk out of here today. I'll hit the start button and it'll go. Just starts up yeah, easily. Yeah. What is this, okay. Greg? So what you're telling me that the uh, it's it's extended start. It just keeps cranking before it starts. Yes. Okay. So you probably have an issue with the evaporative emission system, which in this case will probably end up being the uh, vent solenoid is is probably not venting. Mm. Uh, or the purge solenoid could be stuck open, allowing too much fuel vapor into the engine, making mm. it very hard to start. Mm. What does something like that run, Greg? Is your check engine light on? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it could be. Uh, come on, seriously. <laughs> no, I, a I don't, I don't think it is. Dash. I don't think it is on. Um, my little oil light is on, but oh I got oil, gosh. so I don't know. Well, what the... I know, but that could be a different. That could be a, a a bad sensor. It could be something internal in the engine that could be damaging the car. So. Ooh. Well, you're going to yeah. get it fixed next week. What's an EVAP run, uh, Greg? Well, there's all sorts of stuff with the EVAP system, but usually if it's uh, like one of those solenoids, it's probably yeah. just a couple hundred bucks. Oh, nice. now we're talking. Yeah. And then you also diagnosed that I had a sway bar issue. What is it? What's that going to I'm going to get that fixed, too, while I'm, while I'm there. <laughs> uh, what's what's uh, a sway bar run? Probably 150 bucks. Oh, oh that's okay. not bad. Well, I'm feeling much better. I'm going to have a good weekend thanks to Greg Damon. Greg, when, oh, are you well, on, when are you on the air next? Um, uh, probably in a week or so, I believe. So Sounds I'm good. doing hey, some service. Hey, Greg, before you're gone, are you still down on the, the uh, electric ba- uh, cars? Uh, it seems like every commercial on television right now is selling me an electric car, and you're like, hey, you would, last time we spoke, you were like, eh, we could probably ought to wait on these a little while. Yeah, I don't know why anybody would purchase an electric car. It's just not user-friendly and not useful to, uh, to the motoring public. Um, you know, maybe if you don't drive anywhere, uh, or you just drive very sparingly, That's that may be a good idea. But I, I just don't understand how, you know, people would want to uh, have to stop somewhere between here and uh, Kansas City and wait four hours to be charged up. That was like, uh, like, Aunt, like Aunt Callie's Monte Carlo. It was a it was a 15-year-old Monte Carlo that had 600 miles on it. <laughs> right, exactly. Greg, thank you so much. We'll be tuned in. All right, good luck. All right, that was Greg Damon, the automotive expert, uh, yeah. saving me all kinds of money. We done with everybody calling in with car stuff, Drew? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, let's do a little bit of politics, John. We already talked about the budget. We had a little debate there at uh, at eight thirty, so we'll pass on that. No. Uh, you saw Mitch McConnell, our eighty-year-old, uh, eighty-one-year-old uh, Joe Biden, right, uh, leader of the Senate, Republican leader of the Senate, fell down at a private dinner the other night, suffered a concussion, is in the hospital. Um, any thoughts? Well, you know, so Mitch had um, polio as a youngster. Oh, I didn't know and that. And so he suffered a number of falls through the years. Um, and obviously when you get to be 81, and you think about it, we've got an 80-year-old president, an 81-year-old Republican leader in the in the Senate. Um, you know, that's those are octogenarians, Michael. That's what they say. Uh, I will say this about Mitch McConnell. You know, and I know a lot of Republicans are down on Mitch McConnell. Our own two U.S. senators voted against him for Republican floor leader. Uh, I like Mitch McConnell, and uh, and I think he is one of the best legislative technicians 
that I've ever ever witnessed. And he's so good at putting votes together, getting things accomplished, even in the minority. And uh, you know, he he's uses pretty partisan rhetoric, but inside the building, the relationships he has uh, with Democrats especially are very effective, and he's utilized him. He's very close with Joe Biden, for example. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the president doesn't show up at the hospital if uh, Joe, uh, if uh, Senator McConnell's going to stay in over the weekend uh, for a little visit, because I do think they are friends. And they look, are. They're, they're enemies in terms of political policy, and they play the game, but uh, at the end of the day, they're friends, and that's kind of something that uh, we would hope to see more of in politics. You know who was one of Mitch McConnell's very best friends was uh, Senator Kit Bond. Is that right? They are very tight, yeah. and uh, Miss him. Oh, Kit? Yeah, yeah. He's the best. You know, he just had a birthday the other I did day. not know that. Yeah. I, I ran into him a couple of years ago at a, a coffee shop, and he's just a sweet person. Great guy. Um, and, and a brilliant guy. Yeah. Uh, Kit Bond. Yeah. Uh, you know, very folksy in his political demeanor, but I got to tell you, he's one of the smartest people you will ever meet or run across. Hey, let's get into a couple of these other topics. These two kind of blend together. The uh, Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, gave all of the footage from January 6th, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of hours to Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Um, and Tucker Carlson's now out trying to reinvent January 6th as some peaceful tourist event. Fortunately, prior to his fall, Mitch McConnell led a chorus of nearly every uh, a traditional Republican uh, senator in saying that this is what he's putting out is fake news. It's false. There was nothing. Even even Lindsey Graham uh, stood up and said there is nothing that was peaceful about January 6th and that Tucker Carlson's doing a disservice. What is Kevin McCarthy thinking? I don't know. And I, You know, if you're going to make the tapes available, then make the tapes available. Give them to everybody. Exactly. And uh, now I don't think it's a good idea to release all that security camera footage because, you know, bad people could use that for nefarious purposes. But, uh, you know, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say about what, what Tucker Carlson's doing. Right. You know, I knew I, I used to be on CNN with Tucker Carlson. Is that right? He was on Crossfire and I was a guest a couple of times. And Tucker Carlson was a mainstream center-right conservative and, um, and you know, and an articulate one. And I actually rather enjoyed our conversations back then, but he has become something else altogether now. And he's, I think, created a persona that he's cashing in well, with, and he's doing very well with it. You know, I won't begrudge him and, that. But well, maybe some of what we've learned this week has shown that he's uh, sold his soul uh, because we've witnessed now there's this depositions that are going on yeah. related to the Dominion lawsuits, uh, the Dominion voting system, a $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox News. Uh, Rupert Murdoch had to testify and say he knew full well that what the information they were putting out about the election being stolen was false that his own uh, opinion hosts in the evenings knew it was false. And then we start to see all of these emails that are coming out, including from Tucker Carlson, saying that he knew that Donald Trump was a cancer on the Republican Party. And by the way, folks, this wasn't 10 years ago. This was during the 2020 conundrum that Donald Trump put us all through. Tucker Carlson said the guy was a deplorable human being, et cetera, et cetera. But you would never hear that uh, listening to his show now. Yeah. I mean, you know, there it is. And... I find that to be incredible. Well, it's his own words, uh, the emails that have been released. I don't know exactly verbatim what they said. I don't have a list of them in front of me, but they were not complimentary of the former president. And, 
and I knew Tucker Carlson to be a you know very mainstream conservative thinker, um, and you know he's just uh, he's become a, this this raving populist. But it's not uh, just him of, that a lot of people enjoy and and tune in for every night, and that's why his well, they're getting are good. a one sided perspective or, or just a completely false narrative from Laura Ingram. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity. and Tucker Carlson. Well, and Sean all, Hannity, there's another guy. All of them had put out this same stuff. There's another guy. If you go back and, and recall, and I used to watch very regularly, uh, in his early days on Fox News, Sean Hannity was a very traditional conservative. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, very traditional conservative. And uh, all of them became all in with this nationalistic populist movement. Mark Levin, another one who, uh, when Donald Trump was running for president during the primaries, Mark Levin was just attacked him, you know, vociferously. And now he sings a completely different tune. And, John, you and I both know people um, who do nothing but watch Fox News, who aren't getting this. None of this stuff is being covered by Fox, of course. Nothing, not even from the news department. Uh, you know, you always make the case that the news department is fair and balanced over there. They're better. But they've put out a directive that says, nope, we're not covering this. So, you know, I, I don't know. We all know people who've bought into anything Fox says. Uh, if Donald Trump told them to all jump off their roofs tonight, they'd all go do it. Um, it's kind of sad because uh, it's not good for democracy and it's not good for the debate that needs well, to take expect, place in this country. I expect that Donald Trump's going to be the Republican nominee for president. <laughs> I mean, when you look at uh, where the where the polling is right now, Ron DeSantis is beginning to emerge. He's in Iowa. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that develops. But the problem DeSantis is going to have is that there's going to be – it's not going to be a binary choice. There's going to be four, five, six other candidates in that field – uh, and I think Trump wins in that case. Well, we will see. Boy, can you believe it's just uh, sure as, what, a year and a half away? They'll be up in Iowa stomping around asking for votes. It's Hancock and Kelly in for our regular Friday gig. We've got a full hour coming at you before we join the show. Uh, it's the Hancock and Kelly show right here on KMOX. Stick around for the news right now.